I was at a party and I was stuck. I was like in the kitchen and there was like an island. So it wasn't a lot of space. You know, I was between the island and the wall or a cabinet or something. And the two people on either side of me started speaking in French. And I was like, you know, just standing there like, okay, well, this is what it is. And then like when it <laughs> rolled into minute three, I could see my, I could see a mirror across the way. And I looked at myself and I heard the curb theme song playing. <laughs> It's just kind of wincing. So then later when I told that story to my friend uh-huh. at a bar, he was standing with some guy that he was talking to. So I just figured they knew each other. So I started telling it to my friend and then the guy leans in and is like, what? And I was like, oh, I have this great story. <laughs> Firstly, the guy, my friend had no idea who he was and he was like, he was like harassing me so is this brando that starts harassing my friend and then jumps in to listen to this story that i then tell and i was like and then i heard the curb theme song in my head and he had no reaction to that at all so then i heard the curb theme song again (laughs) and then one of the original french guys ended up actually being the person that i'd never met before that i vibed with the most i was actually extremely comfortable with him to the point of when we were like walking, <laughs> I decided to tell him, you know, I started to tell him the story that led the curb song in my head and then telling that story at a bar, which after telling it, left it in my head again. But then we kind of like <laughs> got to the subway before he, before I stopped telling it. And of course he's involved in it. And I was like, you were speaking French. <laughs> so it just like broke off, like really like... <laughs> awkwardly and like no i don't mean you know i'm not accusing you of anything and i heard the curb theme song again Also, I have a song. What do you have? Wait, you wrote one? You wrote another song? This is like, I mean... Get out of here. Well, I wrote it with a friend. Okay. And... Um, Who? Whom? Who? That the Whom friend wants to remain nameless. Uh, do I know them? Yeah. Well, you've met them. So it would be... I mean, it would, you know, it would be written in 2000 and hopefully we'd okay. shop it to, to Destiny's Child, but they wouldn't take it. Okay. But somebody who wanted to be Destiny's Child might. It's, it's for a girl group? Maybe, I mean, it's like borderline girls five Eva, I guess. 702? Oh. Um, I would think black, actually, okay. if they kind of, or 3LW, okay. if okay. they kind of wanted to do a more like Destiny's Child, they kind of did, right? Wasn't 3LW the most rip-off-y of all of the Destiny Child girl group rip-off groups? Well, they were three. They were. four. They, but Destiny's Child was three after a period. Well, yeah, but in the beginning, like when that group was out, yeah. they were more like Bills, Bills, Bills. Which is like my canonical destiny's child lineup even though it's just beyonce i mean like <laughs> jump in jump in literally there is no voice on that song but beyonce yeah it's just beyonce and the girls so diana ross and the Supremes. yeah it's that's i mean that's a, that's an early beyonce album and it's good in the way that beyonce songs are good it's all yeah you know yeah but it's called check please 
Oh my God. I'm so excited. And I wow, this is such a good idea for a song. I, it's it's a really, really, we workshopped it. That's a great, that's a great catchphrase. So I know, totally. <laughs> and so it would, but it would be like different, th- you know, it would be like different stuff that men do that's annoying, you know? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old Spice behind your ears. Check, please. <laughs> You're like, you wore a bow tie to a date? Check, please. <laughs> Ponytail in the back. Check, please. Your Louis missing some V's. Check, please. <laughs> and then, and then I think, I think it would like, uh, you know, I don't know if it would like start with in the restaurant. It would be nice to take it through the arc of a date, but then there, there yeah. would have to be, it, you know, you have to have it at the restaurant. And I actually think a video should be all of these scenarios to make it absurd and have a waiter come up in all of them, like, like when he dabs the old spice behind his ears. And she's like, check, please. Then a waiter comes in the bathroom with a check. <laughs> you know, bird bath in the finger bowl. Check, please. Telling Wait, stories. Bird I bath already... in the what? Bird bath in the finger bowl. <laughs> What's that? What's know, a finger bowl? Finger bowl. Oh, finger bowl. Yeah, finger oh. bowl. <laughs> bird bath in the finger bowl. Check, please. Telling stories I already know. Check, please. <laughs> Crack the crab with your teeth. Check, please. Eating shrimps, <laughs> even eating shrimps, even the feet. Check, please. <laughs> and then they get to the car, and she's like, "Box braid in the back seat." Check, please. <laughs> I leave your whip smelling funky. Check, please. <laughs> and then there would be like a breakdown, like in "She's a Bitch," when it's like, "Choo choo 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 choo." Um, and then it would be like acrylic in the cup holder. La 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 check please. You should give this to Doja Cat. Well, if she wants it, she can come get it. I feel like I feel like she would do something with this. Yeah, I mean, check please. I could see it being a a thing people said. I mean, she made bitch I'm a cow a thing. Yeah, I think that she could make check please a thing. Well, hopefully. I have an update. Okay. On Ed Asner. Is he okay? (laughs) Is he okay? Still alive. He has a celebrity poker night coming up. That. Oh, we missed it. Okay. Well, (sighs) it's June twelfth. Was the live stream. Um, Who was in it? Who's Ed Asner playing poker with? uh, Maude Apatow. Okay. Jack Black. All right. This isn't bad. Anna Paquin. I mean. Rosie O'Donnell. Come on. Ron Funches. I guess Ed Asner is well liked. Jake Tapper. It's all all across the board. You got news. You got comedy. You got an actor. And it's bigs too. It's not even like. Totally. You know. So why do people like Ed Asner again? He's on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, that's why. And you know what's so weird? He was never in shape, but he's lived a real long time. (laughs) He has. I mean, how old is he? He's 91. Okay. But the other thing that's super interesting is that he has a camp, like kind of like how Mariah had Fresh Air Fund. Right. Um, Camp Mariah. Yes. We seek to enrich the lives of people with special needs and their families through art, music, and wellness. It's called Camp Ed. Or camped. Oh, yeah. It's they give these like camps to these kids with special needs for free. And they have like people there to 
Is this did Ed Asner buy airtime that you didn't tell me about? <laughs> <laughs> I just I thought that this was so nice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is put together. This is like that's a thing. It's that's not a he real just thing. slap his name on anything. Exactly, right. and and it's like and it seems like they do really nice work. Does he have? people with disabilities in his family you know i didn't look into that hmm. maybe we should I'll, I'll i'll scan the wiki okay <laughs> i can't believe i've never read personal life of ed asner before i feel like i talk about him weekly well you've led i mean you've oh oh my god led a life wait update <laughs> what happened breaking news asner has voiced support for 9-11 conspiracy theories well, it's not as bad I as bet some QAnon. conspiracy you theories. You think he's QAnon? Well, I mean, there's a difference between that and QAnon. Actually, it's like a 9-11 is not to be like, not to like, <laughs> not to stand 9-11 conspiracists, <laughs> but they're like better than the new conspiracists <laughs> because there are actual questions to be asked about 9-11. And, and it involves like math and stuff. It's a scientific method kind of thing. New yeah. conspiracists just like hear a rumor and then believe it there's well, no, no they, it's not they, they hear a thing that this person on a on an on yeah. chan says exactly and then, and then they interpret it i think the i think the old way took actual events picked out actual sort of major events and built from there as opposed to not a shared experience not something as giant as 9 11 that oh, weird yeah. fringy stuff that comes up well, from obviously one person, you know, Pizzagate, whatever, yeah. well, just that it's made just up Trump for chaos fan thing. Fandom. That's what it is. It's like Trump supporters like gathering online. It's weird. I wonder if like it'll be bad that we are segregating ourselves from them because we kind of just like push them all off. Like you're on Parlor now, right? And they're they're just being crazy over there, I which know. is still gonna interact with us in real life, you know. Uh, it, it terrifies me like marjorie taylor green just the utter honest like stupidity there's nothing I know. there's nothing but it being wrong and and like doggedly wrong like i for like weird principles that don't even make sense ultimately like my right to choose to die in a pandemic like what you know what i mean like remember when we we saw in jesus camp right or was it in jesus camp or uh, I'm a friend of God. What was that one called? Oh, uh, what was that called? I am a friend of God. <laughs> I am a friend. <laughs> Wait, what was the Mighty Sauropod song? The Mighty Sauropod. I actually looked it that? up. That's the guy that runs that like Noah's Ark thing. That that weird like cash. I don't know that embezzling thing that he's doing. That crazy thing where there's that. What is Any his name? Park? Yeah, where is that? Is in in Louisiana? Noah's Ark attraction, yeah. The guy is Ken Ham, president of Answers in Genesis, the ministry that built the Ark. They're actually not evangelical; they're fundamentalist, obviously. You know, I only learned what that was because I'm like, wait, what's the difference? For the San Diego Union Tribune, George Mitrovich talks about how actually, when people say evangelicals and they mean the Christian right, right? That's generally what you're thinking yeah. when you hear that. They're fundamentalists. Fundamentalists believe in a strict interpretation of the Bible, literal, let's say. And that's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Evangelicals are actually the weirdos. Mm -hmm. um, you could be Catholic and evangelical. 
Oh, uh, really? Pentecostal is evangelical because of the speaking in tongues and all that stuff. Yeah, I thought that that's kind of what it was. And I didn't know you could be another religion. Yes, it's it's like one of those. It's like one of those. It's like quiverful where you could be like any religion and it's tied to your religion. It's like a it's like a skin for your religion. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it is. Um, so that's the difference. But the reason that fundamentalists began calling themselves evangelicals in the 2000s was because of 9-11 and Muslim fundamentalists was being said a lot. And they were like, uh oh, people are on to us. We're fundamentalists. And that's oh. but they didn't think about it that way. They thought about it like, oh, well, those Muslims are bad and people are going to think we're bad, even though what they should have realized was, oh, we're the radicals, too. And maybe we should reel it in a little bit. Well, in Jesus camp, the one the one like leader of the camp, that woman said that she was like jealous of like the way that Muslims were passionate about yes. their religion. Yes. Basically terrorizing people. Which is, by the way, high level thinking for somebody who hates Muslims. I feel like most fundamentalists wouldn't yeah. even make that connection. You know what I mean? Um, I have a funny video of Debbie Gibson. Oh, okay. There's like a recent or Yeah. What's it from? It's from this year's Pride. It's the Hallmark Pride celebration. Okay. Uploaded to YouTube. It has about 8,000 views. Hey, everybody. Debbie Gibson here. Happy Pride, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Bart Fisher, thank you for this invite. And to all the Crown Media family out there, I have always been honored and excited to be a part of the Hallmark family, but never more than now because diversity is everywhere. Diversity is in the air. Oh, and, uh, I love that. <laughs> Wow. That's the first good part. Diversity is everywhere. Diversity, Diversity is, is in the, the air. air. <laughs> like COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but also there's like a lot of things about it. Because firstly, she's in a room and there are gold records on the walls. And there's a giant electric youth. Neon sign that's cool. Which must be what From the was, video. And yeah. And, and the album as well. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, so she kept that, but it's, it's like, I mean, it, it looks like a pretty like non-mansion room. It's just kind of like her odds and ends room. But I think that she does, she's very comfortable cause she does Broadway. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, well, I'll show you in the next video. It's very interesting. I'm curious about Debbie Gibson's living situation. Okay. There's, there's a lot going on, let's okay. say. I mean, like, look, there's, there's a ton of stuff. And then there's like this, like in the background to her left shoulder, there's like, I mean, who is that? Is that her wedding thing? There's some earrings. There's pens in a cup. There's a picture of her in black and white in a silver frame. It looks frame. like it's like her parents' house. Yeah. Like that, like it's, you think she's at her parents' house and this is their Debbie room? Kind of. That's what I think it must be. Shake it. Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. Shake your love. Come on and shake it up. Woo! Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. I wonder how much she got paid for this. I believe that she's auto-tuned. Okay. I'm pretty sure that you can hear. But she's, she's been si on Broadway, though. She's singing live, I know, but it's really weird. The notes bend so much as she sings them. It sounds like intense correction, like live correction. 
The room is not big enough for her to be like dancing or doing much more than sitting. But the camera is panning and it's a professional pan. Is she wearing clothes from when she was a teenager? Is that why that outfit's like that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> She's wearing one of her hats and she has on a vest. She was big on vests, but vests over shirts. I mean, it has the energy of singing this in your parents' room. I love you know? it. <laughs> she seems like she does cruise ships. Yes, you know? she does. She's definitely in her Valerie Cherish era. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Good for her. She's she's loving it and doing it. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, one more. Can I show you one more clip? It's yeah. like a throwback thing. It's um, when Paula Abdul and Nightline confronted Paula Abdul to ask if she was... When Paula Abdul confronted who? When No, when... I'm sorry. When... Uh, yeah, Nightline. Not confront. I mean, they can... They did confront her, but with the truth, um, Cynthia McFadden, that is. It was like when Paula was real loopy on Idol oh, and she did the oh, thing. Oh, when, when was it after when she did that like morning press junket? Yes, that's okay. referenced in okay. it. And she's, oh yeah, actually her reaction to that is like, what they like cut it up. They like looped it. It's like, it's really like, um, and this is before she admitted that she was addicted to pills and she's in total denial mode that it's like unhinged and her doctor even at the end gives a message he like they they, they talk to the doctor and he's like she's not addicted to pills she takes muscle relaxers that, okay <laughs> and that's liquid <laughs> but i would not take medicine that altered my mood are you sure i i'm telling let me explain let me explain to you because of the pain, though, I lost hours and hours, hundreds of hours of sleep. Sometime on the, sometimes on the road, there'd be, I'd be up the entire night. I could not find a comfortable place to sleep. Everything was so painful. In fact, it got so bad, Paula says she had her doctors go to speak to idle producers and explain that she was in chronic pain. The doctor said to the producers, when this is happening, be mindful of it and respectful that she may start chattering away with her teeth because the spinal cord fluid, or if she hasn't slept. Spinal cord fluid? Chattering away with her teeth? I have not slept. She's fucked, fucking wasted on this interview. She's fucking wasted. <laughs> that was, like, nobody was like, oh, Paula's got a teeth chattering problem. <laughs> You know, I think, I think we're just teeth chattering. People could have dealt with it. <laughs> Although it would get weird, I guess, after a while. If she was just constantly chattering her teeth. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I mean, you know, not to... Paula's over her addiction, so... Or it seems. I mean, I guess you're never really over it. But Paula's doing good, obviously, so... There are whole idle seasons where she was just absolutely out of her mind. Like so many yeah. times, like standing on her chair, raising her arms during a song, you know, that she really felt like really wild stuff that didn't even like get any kind of play because there was just so much of it. I mean, put, here's a good idea. Put Paul Abdul on live TV in the early 2000s. <laughs> it worked. It worked. That show would not have been the same without her. She was oh, mm -mm. such a huge part of it. And I say... 
Well, that's questionable. So, I guess my question to you is, I mean, there'd be no dishonor in taking pain medication if you're in I'm pain. not, I, no, I have to, I, I have to, I just came out of my 15th surgery. I have to take... Vicodin, no. Oxycontin, no. those drugs? No, 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 no. We will not take those drugs. And you can check my medical records. I, okay, let's see your medical records. <laughs> Every single... I never was on an Oxycontin or Vicodin or any of that. I was on nerve medicine and anti-inflammatories. Look at her jaw! She's me at a party like at 2.30 in the morning. I have more... Um, gay Miles Davis news. I listened to Richard Pryor's book, mm. Pryor Convictions. He doesn't read it, unfortunately, because they didn't make the uh, audio component until t- 2018. So you, met, you lose a lot, you know, but yeah. you gain enough. Listen to this. After the show, Miles invited me to his dressing room. When I entered, he was kissing Dizzy Gillespie with tongue and shit, which made me wonder what kind of shit he had planned for me. But Miles played a different tune with me. Wow. I know. All of this is coming out. It's just wild to me that... They just went under the radar for so long. Yeah, and then there's like, you know, I mean, the Cicely Tyson thing. And there's also a part in his book where he, later in his career, he was recruiting some like young new bandmate and he hired him. And like, of course, he only worked with people that he liked. But he told him that like the part of the initiation was that they all had to fuck him. And he like goes into this joke and like talks about how he like kept it up for like quite a bit. And he started to get scared and stuff. And then Miles was like, ha just kidding. But it was like sexual harassment on the job interview. A hundred percent. And also like gay shit, you know, especially like I think it was like 19 in the thing. It was like in the 70s or something. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he was bi. Right? Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that Cicely Tyson in his book. Is like I heard he had rumors that I heard rumors he had AIDS. He sure looked like it. <laughs> you know, she. Wait, what did Richard Pryor die of? MS. Oh. He also talks about having a love affair with a trans woman for mm-hmm. like two weeks and didn't mind the dick and everything. And of course, like he's like telling it. And I mean, it was ri- this book was written in like the nineties, but even then, and also he was never gonna, you know, not be as crude as possible. Yeah, what he was talking about. So he talks about like this, like, and this is in addition to that, like, dick sucking thing. He talks about being molested and then oh. his, and then his, because it was like neighborhood molester, whatever. It was like an older kid. Mm. I mean, I don't know if he's, maybe he's like 18 or something. Like he was, he was a young adult or whatever. Like, and then he, like Richard returns home and the bully, the bully, I'm sorry. His rapist shows up with his kid. Oh my god yeah and is like oh he's such a fan of yours i wanted you know i wanted you to meet him whatever what did he do nothing he said he said that he hoped that the kid was doing better than he was it's like a really Yikes. dark thing yeah but i cannot believe that he talked about this stuff so openly yeah me neither and that no i guess because the internet wasn't around back then so also i don't know maybe there's something to be said certainly not in every circle but i would wonder if the effect effect on i bet there has to be a certain type of person that's just like just shut up about it and be cool and just do whatever and you don't have to make it a whole talk about thing which like you know has he still its, was talking about it he was but but for that not to be a scandal yeah. i'm saying it, i think like maybe like people 
there was like some kind of like understanding i think with some guys especially that like of course you'll yeah. let a faggot suck your dick but you're not gonna be like talking about it you know <laughs> i think that that is like i don't i don't know how prevalent that is would be an impossible thing to measure but it seems like there's some kind of like odd permissiveness when things are left unspoken yeah um i want to talk about my best friend's wedding on the bonus me my wedding yes <laughs> <laughs> remember when i tried to destroy everything <laughs> and we were getting fitted for our um you Tuxedos? know yeah two days before <laughs> you know that happens in that movie yeah it's so weird <laughs> what, it wouldn't be what's the like, rush what? why yeah well, uh, I guess we'll they had to have a it. reason. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that um, at my wedding, I had a photo booth and I had this like book that people were supposed to like put their photo booth picture in and then write a note. And Rich took a picture of his boyfriend at the time. And then the note said, we had gay sex at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't even remember doing that. but Everyone's just like, best of luck. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Did, have people like seen that? Is that like a thing that people ever look through? Or? I think Dan saw it okay. maybe, but I don't know <laughs> sure. if my mom saw it. I don't know. Oh, okay, we should say. <laughs>